TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. That's right. It is time once again for Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar on the Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And this is our final week of musical chairs the finale of season one of musical chairs on chair shot radio as next week dave and i are going to kick off our return to the nhl with our nhl hockey preview very excited about that dave i gotta confess though I've read absolutely nothing about the offseason other than the few articles you've shared with me. So I got to get caught up. I got some work to do for next week. Yeah, it's um, there's been quite a bit of news coming out this week. Some surprising stuff. But yeah, it's just I keep getting push notifications from NHL. That's there to their season preview. So they're like literally releasing a team or two every day. And if there's something that interests me, I'll go and check it out. It's like I already know who's going to be good and I know who's going to suck, at least now. You know, once the season right. gets going, who knows? But, but yeah, it's gonna be our, exciting. our final installment of musical chairs. I'm excited about it. I guess what is this? We're coming at everybody on a Tuesday morning now. I believe is our right. new, our new day. Musical chairs. Yes. The, the date of our our chair shot radio recording has been musical chairs as well. I laughed because we debuted last this past Tuesday. We debuted on Tuesday, and I was talking about how we were on on a Friday because. We don't record this show on the day that we release it. Like most podcasts, you record ahead of time and then you put it out there so that it's on a schedule. And Dave and I are ready to go and we get this text. No, it wasn't a text. It was a DM, group DM from the grand poobah of the Chairshot Radio Network, the man who does always use his head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. One Mr. Gregory DeMarco being like, who's got who's got chair shot radio today? And Dave, Dave and I were like, not it. And we were right, like we were right on the on the schedule. But but uh, the feedback that we got uh, when we took uh, chair shot radio off of every every day and moved it to one day was that people missed it and wanted it back. And and particularly some of our folks overseas really liked listening to the chair shot radio podcast. And so we are doing not a full five days a week chair shot radio schedule, but an abbreviated schedule. And Dave and I, we have Tuesday. I know that Mags and Ray cash will continue to do their chair shot radio. Are they the ones that are keeping Friday? If I remember this, I don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but I don't know. Uh, it was like, I Ray, when, when the whole thing messed up, I cut, I sort of put a message like we really need to sort this schedule out. Cause we're all over the place. And right. And Greg got real detailed with his XLS spreadsheet, and now it's all problem solved. There you go. 
Right, because Dave doesn't understand complicated technologies. He's just a, he's just a caveman. I'm just a simple caveman. I don't understand these computers with the bright lights and the Excels and the spreadsheets and the whatevers. But yes, yeah, so for the foreseeable future, Tuesdays will be our chair shot radio that we run down. We will have to be cognizant of our hockey coverage. Because uh, one of the challenges with recording ahead of time, I think that anybody knows, is that we'll probably be we're going to continue to do our recording schedule that we've done, which usually means a weekend rack, wrap up. So I think a lot of what we'll do is going to be the week that was, which is what we did before. But when we recorded on a Sunday for a show that dropped on a Monday, we were still relatively current on the schedule and things like that. I think it's going to be a lot of reflection on what we see from the week prior and, and talking about that and what's to come from like the Tuesday beyond. So we will, we will endeavor to do our best about that. We'll talk about, you know, who's doing great, who's not doing great, our MVP front runners, all that sort of stuff. Like it'll all be there. The NHL is more of a grind. I mean, like if you're going to do that with the NFL, then you're way out of date, obviously. But with the NHL, it doesn't matter because you don't get these huge swings, Uh, especially this year. It's not going to be a 56 game season. It's a regular season. And so I think the impact will be lessened. Anyway, that's for next week. Right, that's for next week. This week, though, we are doing our season finale of Musical Chairs. Last week, I went first, regaling everybody with the joys and wonder of, I can't even remember who I said. Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine, that's right. And And I'm the old one, folks. I'm the old one. And you gave a listen to the the song suggestions. Good stuff, right? Very good. I like like kiss with a fist a lot more than spectrum spectrums yeah um it's, it's a little a good, more ethereal yeah it's a good song but there's like almost too much going on there but uh kiss with a fist is a damn good song well that's i mean as a classic rock aficionado as you are that speaks your language like hard hard guitar riffs strong drums like that's that's your your game you are the best segue <laughs> machine ever and you don't even know what's coming but that was nice right and you uh, you get to go first after talking to us about Iron Maiden last week and coming into the uh, right day. Right. It was Iron Maiden it last was Iron week. Iron Maiden right? last week. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Because you paused. You dropped your microphone a little bit like on the camera. I was like, oh, shit. Did I did I get it wrong? Um, but yes, this week for the finale, Dave is going to 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 lead us off with his choice. But before he does that. We do have to pay some bills and go to our first commercial break. So we will see you all back in a minute and 16 seconds where Dave will tell you his choice for his final musical act for musical chairs. You're listening to the Chair Shot Radio here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code CHAIRSHOT. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code CHAIRSHOT. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Dave, no winding up. The floor is yours. Who is your band for the season one finale of Musical Chairs? I really wanted to troll you and say it was Flock of Seagulls, but I'm not going to do that. So, Because um, I didn't want you just to get up and leave. No, I, I had it in my head. Flock of Seagulls, man. Huh? What's wrong with Flock of Seagulls? Nothing. Other than that, there's only really two songs to talk about. And but... I ran. Exactly. I ran so far away. You don't have the hairstyle I for just it. ran. It's true. I, I'm, I'm actually starting to thin. The, the Mrs. O'Dowd pointed out that the, the top of the top is starting to, I'm starting to look like a Franciscan monk. Well, you're trying to catch me. I don't think you're going to make it. No. Um, for the last band that I had, I always kind of had this band in the back of my mind to say, this is going to be the last one I'm going to talk about because I kind of wanted to save arguably the best for last, in my opinion. So I want to talk about a band that's largely considered by many to be the greatest of all time and the grandfathers of heavy metal. And that's Led Zeppelin. So I, and I wanted to throw this out there. Did you know, did you know who named them Led Zeppelin? Uh, I don't. Who actually named them Led Zeppelin? One of your favorites, John Entwistle of the who actually came up with the name Led Zeppelin for these guys. I did not realize that until I researched this. So it was uh, bands that I haven't given enough love to. But anyway, I was really hoping you were going to go with the who, because I thought, you know, talking about John Bonham and Keith Moon back to back would have been an interesting conversation and lessons, kids, of what not to do to yourself. But we'll get to John in in a moment. But, you know, this band was just they they came they were formed what out of the remnants of the Yardbirds. Jimmy Page was I started. He I'd never realized he was the basis for the Yardbirds. And then Jeff Beck had all sorts of problems. He had to be kicked. Jimmy Page took over. And then while that's going on, him and John Paul Jones kind of get together and they say, hey, you want to form a band? Then they find, you know, we've talked about a lot of bands and, you know, we started this thing off with Queen and Green Day. I'll say this, in my opinion, the one guy that we that we're talking about here today is the one guy as far as a singer and a front man who I think you can put in there. And and he is at least in the conversation with Freddie Mercury, and that's Robert Plant. Because he's a commanding presence, great voice, commanding presence on stage. And then they added John Bonham, who by all accounts is almost like a split personality. Nice as can be when he's sober, mean as fuck when he's drunk, and that's going to catch up to him. But these guys just put out, I mean, yeah, they they are, when I think of Led Zeppelin, and you think of like rock star, air quoting, rock star, these are the guys who started that whole persona, really. The, the wild outfits, the flamboyant out, especially Jimmy Page. I mean, the stuff that he was wearing on stage was I heard uh, like his ex-girlfriend was I read an interview with her or watched an interview talking about how they were very androgynous. I never really saw it until I actually went back and thought about it. It's like, well, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. But, you know, the huge parties, the living that rock star lifestyle, trashing the uh, the Hyatt down in Los Angeles. I mean, the stuff about throwing TVs off the balcony, that was real. They were actually doing that. 
they and in between all this crazy ass lifestyle they're putting together some of the best music arguably ever i i mean you know people rag and make fun of stairway to heaven all the time but i it's been voted numerous times the greatest song of all time for good reason as far as like a song construction they don't i mean that is the template for how and people have tried to match that the starting acoustic bring in the rest of the band and the song completely changes it starts acoustic ends up very hard rock heavy metal um so yeah i i never have got i know wayne's world was the one that started all that with no stairway because every guitarist out there die. yeah every guitarist out there if you've ever played guitar and i did for quite a while it's like you start off learning two songs smoke on the water and stairway to heaven and, and that's that's cliche as it can be, but it's really true. But yeah, these guys were absolutely tremendous. And, and just like those first three records were, I mean, just came out of nowhere, shot to the chart, top of the charts. Led Zeppelin four is not even titled officially, but we all know what's on that record. Um, it got it. <laughs> the part I like remembering fast times at Ridgemont high where Damone's telling rap when it comes down to making out as often as you can play side one of Led Zeppelin four. And then Cashmere comes on and only, you know, the real Zeppelin fans out there are like, hey, wait, that's off physical graffiti, not Led Zeppelin 4. There's some nerd right. stuff for it. So, yeah, they're they're from the standpoint of pure musicianship. I would put them right up there with any of the bands we've talked about. Queen, even Rush, even Green Day. I mean, John Bonham, I still will die on this hill that Neil Peart's the best drummer I've ever heard. John Bonham's a close second. And, and I and that's and they're but they're very different in their approach to drumming and the bands are obviously very different in their approach to just about everything. But they threw out so many tremendous songs over so many years and they were just on fire. I mean, they were I, 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 it's like, what did they have? They had like two hundred thousand dollars robbed from them in a hotel in New York. And, you know, they had to sue the hotel for it. They still I mean, that's like some Ocean's Eleven shit there, Pat, that they've never found out who did that. And that was like in the early 70s. So that's pretty amazing stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they were on top of the world. There was no slowing them down. And then Robert Plant's five year old son died of, I believe, stomach infection. Um, They had to take a step back for a little bit. Obviously, Uh, the stuff they came out with afterwards was good, but not as great as previously. And then and then, of course, the tragedy with John Bonham drinking himself to death in 1980 and and wisely they're like we can't you know we can't come back from that that's you've removed an integral part of the band they never really tried to i mean they've had some one-offs here and there like live aid was the one that that was it was a good show i mean it was a good show but i think they had what they had phil collins on drums but they also had tony thompson i think on drums as well and i don't think they meshed so well together because they look they look like if you watch that back they're looking at each other and it's like, well, you need two drummers to match what John was doing. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a tremendous band that a lot of people wanted to see get together on a more re- regular basis. And it just never really materialized. They all went their separate ways. But, yeah, they're I mean, from an influential standpoint, it doesn't get much bigger than them. And it's not to say that they stopped making music. You know, Robert Plant continued to put out albums, solo projects. Jimmy Page continued to put out music. They, they never stopped. And, and Plant and Page, like you said, they've gotten together at a couple of different, you know, different junctures and and done some stuff. But it's like anything else. Like, you know, I taught you back when I talked about Queen, like Queen is different without Freddie. Like, there's just no question. And 
when Adam Lambert took over, it's a, it, it, I still call them queen, but a lot of people won't call them queen uh, because they're like, no, 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 it's queen and Adam Lambert. I was like, no, it's queen. Like he's a member of the band. Like he's the new front man and he fits the spirit of Freddie Mercury. The, the challenge that you had with Zeppelin was how do you match John Bonham on drums? It's the same thing with the who, like, how do you match Keith Moon? Like, and, you know, and I love Roger Daltrey and I love Pete Townsend and we'll talk about the who in season two. I guarantee you the who is not my band tonight, but, but you, you just see it like they, they come together every now and again to play music for folks and play who hits and other music, but it's not the same without Keith Moon. And you just you just can't match that, and it's the same thing with Zeppelin. You uh, you mentioned my favorite my favorite Zeppelin tune, which is Cashmere. I, I love just the way that that song builds upon itself. And oddly enough, while the Godzilla '90s movie gave us nothing good cinematically, it gave us what I would argue was a surprisingly good cover with um, P Diddy, or I think it was Diddy, like covering and sampling the opening guitar with with jimmy page i think jimmy page plays it for him as part of, and i can't remember what he titles his song as part of that soundtrack but it, it fit very very well with what what did he did for that uh that tune and i remember the video and i remember like it was the only i bought the godzilla soundtrack just for that tune i mean because it, I, it was great and tie, tying into bandwagon nerds i mean it is the, i mean the immigrant song is now associated with thor in the mcu so strongly uh, for good reason. Right. I mean that that for yeah. very good reason. I have a video that I posted on Facebook that got taken down because I didn't say that I didn't own the rights to the music of the scene of Thor coming down with the lightning on the bridge in the slow motion while playing immigrant song, and my son is syncing himself with that scene in the music. And is like reenacting it. Like, I think it's so funny because I've told this to multiple people. He says that Spider-Man and Iron Man are his two favorite Marvel characters. But you know who gets him out of his seat? It's fucking Thor. Mm -hmm. And that's an example. When Thor shows up in Wakanda during Infinity War, he got out of his chair and fist pumped. Because he was certain that that was going to turn the tide and that the heroes were going to win. And so, but Immigrant Song is, is, is like that. And... The last thing I'll say about this that I, I've, I've always found hilarious is um, VH1 in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, uh, 2010s, uh, they started doing these shows. I love the 90s. I love the 70s. Uh, they did list shows of like the greatest artists of all time. But I remember, I think it was I love the 70s. They did a, a segment on Led Zeppelin and The Who because they were both huge at the same time. And uh, artists were talking back and forth about like who they liked better, but the bare naked ladies, you know, one of the musical chairs artists that I brought up, they're sitting around doing this interview and they keep looking at each other. And one of them would be like, Hey, you know, what was a really good album it was Led Zeppelin one. And then another was like, yeah, but you know, another, like maybe even better album was Led Zeppelin two. And then a the third one's like, but you know, they really might have found their groove in Led Zeppelin three. And I like they just kept going through the catalog and be like, this was really good, this is really good, this is really good. Now, all that said, they shamefully stole stole and sampled music from other artists all over the place and made no bones about the fact that they did it. And I think that's actually what's more rock and roll than that. 
Like, hell yeah, we did it. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, they were nothing. They were anything about it. they were rock stars in every sense. The word I, I love, like there was obviously a very good relationship with them and the Who, and there was some collaboration going on and <laughs> some talking back. Because you know, I, I mean, and it's it's tragic. You look at the way Keith Moon died, and then two years later, John Bonham, similar. I mean, not identical, but. Those are like rock star deaths. You end up dying on but your self, own vomit. Self-destructive yes. deaths. Self-destructive deaths. Both yeah, drummers, very much so. Both regarded in the top yeah. five all time of best drummers, no matter what list you're talking about. I mean, they, they're both probably on there, and they both, yeah, their their death really gutted both bands. So, yeah, it's it's tragic. Right. I like there's one last thing before we move on. Like, um, <laughs> after the Beatles broke up, George Harrison, I, I know that he actually went to see Zeppelin because he wanted to see what all the buzz was about. This band had supplanted the Beatles saying they filled the void that the Beatles had left. And he's like asking their manager, they're like on stage. He's like, when do they take an intermission? And the manager looked at him like intermission. They start at eight. They stop at 1030. There's no intermission. And George Harrison was like, God, you know, we played for 20 minutes and then when we were done, you know, and, and I thought that was, that was very telling as far as the difference between, the two bands and the Beatles are largely regarded for good reason as one of the best of all times, but they're very different. And I don't think any of them would say, yeah, musicianship wise, we could match Led Zeppelin. So uh, I found that interesting. Yeah. I, um, that's a, that's a, that's a great story and a, and a kind of a great way to, to, to wrap that, that up. But yeah, Led Zeppelin, I don't think you can deny uh, was one of the, it is one of the, the, greatest rock bands ever if not in many people's eyes the greatest rock bands ever so that's going to do it for dave season one of musical chairs you know what we really should do dave and i was thinking about this because greg's always looking for lists for the site we need to pull our artists and put them together maybe in some sort of like an article for the chairshot.com or an archive or a list like this this was our season one playlist of artists for, and we can, and we can even pull the songs. Like we could do this. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could see about a chair shot radio playlist on Spotify. Ooh, that might be fun. I, be fun. I got, I got something cooking. I'm going to put that out there. Anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to do my season finale, which contrary to Dave's, not one of the iconic rock bands of all time, but somebody who I think anybody who's a fan of Zeppelin and classic rock should listen to. So you'll get that when we come back on the other end. Before we go to our recorded commercials, it is, of course, my duty to remind you all that if you enjoy ChairShot Radio, the ChairShot Radio Network, and everything that we put out on a daily basis here at thechairshot.com, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in a chairshot.com t-shirt. We have all kinds of awesome designs for you to look at where – We've got great things like the OG ChairShot logo, a couple of the shows that we have running on ChairShot Radio, including Bandwagon Nerds, which is heading towards its 100th episode in a couple of weeks. Very excited about that. To sayings from the show like hashtag journalism, everybody hates Greg, and so on and so forth. Again, the best way to keep us going and the best way to show your support is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a shirt. They're only $19.99 for standard style or if you're feeling fancy and want something to rub nice on your giblets, then spend a few extra dollars and get it soft style. That is the best way to keep us going because up maintaining and upkeeping a website and a chair shot and a, and a podcasting network is tough and hard and your support helps us keep it going all right one more time 
ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, I will give you my final artist for Musical Chairs Season 1. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back now, Dave. We spent a good ten to you know ten minutes talking Led Zeppelin. I don't think we're going to get ten minutes out of this artist because they're very very new. Uh, in fact, they are two albums new with a third one releasing probably in 2022. But one of the things that I found in the development of chair shot radio and musical chair specifically is I've sort of started to challenge myself to find artists that I think you would like that I think are worth you checking out that formed as a band prior to 1979. And so this week, the band that I'm choosing formed in 2014. Their name is simply Dorothy in all caps. Now, Dorothy is led by a female lead singer, a woman by the name of Dorothy Martin. And the first album they put out was boldly titled Rock is Dead, which right there tells me where they're going. And the opening tune, which is the tune that I want, is one of the two tunes that I want you to put on there. By the way, what are you going to put on for Zeppelin? We didn't ask that question. Oh, um, I probably put like Nobody's Fault But Mine from Presence, which is, uh, is, a, is a decent album. This is one I think was right around the time. No, that, that was in through the outdoor. Um, but it, it's, a, it, you know, Presence they put together in like 18 days, something ridiculous like that. That's one. And then right. I think the other one is... Um, after John Bonham died, uh, a couple years later, Zeppelin put out their last album, appropriately titled Coda, and there, you know, not a lot of people li- gave it a lot of listen because they just didn't know what it was, and it's a lot of B sides and outtakes. But there's a song on there called Ozone Baby that I'm gonna put on because I think that that I mean, there's they've, there's some weird songs on that record, but I'm gonna put that one on there just as a as sampling. Cool. So, so yeah, so Dorothy, this band comes out. Uh, they formed in 2014. They released their first album, studio album, called Rock is Dead. And it is a heavily, heavily rock, hard rock, almost metal-influenced album that immediately kicks off with a song called Kiss It that kicks your ass with a hard guitar riff, strong drumming. The only kind of quibble i had with this album uh in a band that's kind of finding itself is like every single album had sort of the same or every so every track on this album and it's great songs banger songs all the way through like that in my opinion just every one of them is like a knock your on your ass uh rock tune but every one of them had that same hard like thump 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 of a bass drum going in the background now it wasn't like um that thumping that i did there was very reminiscent of like techno music but it was you know it was just that on they had that on beat bass drum thump 
that went through. And I, I didn't even know this as I was kind of looking through the history and, and just where they've been involved. Uh, they have a song. There's a song on that album. It's called Wicked Ones. Uh, that actually was the theme song for the 2015 pay-per-view for the WWE, the TLC uh, pay-per-view. So if you go back and you check out the 2015 TLC pay-per-view, you can catch a little bit of Dorothy as the theme song for that pay-per-view. Uh, I prefer Rock is Dead. Wicked Ones is a great, great song. It was kind of the, the first hit out of that. But Rock is Dead opening track and they punch you are not rock is dead i'm sorry kiss it this is a punch you in the face rock tune and the dogs are excited for it. you can hear that look at them they they agree kiss it is the album to, or is the song to check out on rock is dead but every single track so that's how i fell in love with them and i fell in love with them via a band I've talked about previously that Greg got mad at me about when I was giving you a hard time because I've talked to you about Greta Van Fleet, um, which, by the way, talk about Zeppelin and heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin. Greta Van Fleet, people get mad at them because they sound so much like Zeppelin and feel like they're just a, a ripoff cover band. Dorothy opened for them um, or they played alongside each other on a festival tour a few years back. And a uh, guest that we had on Bandwagon Urge, Jim Ryan, actually interviewed her and talked about and interviewed her with where where she could be somebody who could continue to bring in some some great hard rock. So I, I'm very excited about this album. And then in 2018 or 2017, I got this album in 2018, they released their, their follow-up album. It's called 28 Days in the Valley. And the influences, the, the music really shifts. And she even described it. like she did an interview and she described it, the album as having a more feminine energy, that it has a lighter and brighter feel with less metal influence and more of the stones. Uh, and she describes it as having a, a cool desert vibe. And I think that's an interesting description. I do very much feel like it's like the type of album that you can listen to while out on the road, like... It's very Americana, and I think the song to me that really resonated with me the first time I heard it uh, is a song called Mountain, and that's the song that I want you to to put at the end for for the other choice for music musical chairs, because it was very much one of those like just almost feels like it has like a, a rock living off the land kind of vibe to it, and again, it's just. It's amazing. And I, I see a bright, bright future. I'm excited that we're going to get another album from them soon. It's been a few years. Like I said, 2017 was when 28 Days in the Valley Valley hit. Uh, and so it's it's time. And, and I'm ready for the no, another one. And I'm ready to hear their next album when it comes out called Gifts from the Holy Ghost. And they, you know, they've got a couple of extended plays that are coming from that. But the new album is called Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Uh, Dorothy shared in the uh, in the interview that the name of the album actually comes from her following an incident where she claimed to have witnessed her guitar tech die from a heroin overdose and then be resuscitated. And it was crazy. And it was one of those just like big moments uh, like of epiphany for her. Now, how, how that influence goes from there, who knows? But for me... I wanted to talk about the future and where I, where I hope we see rock. And I think she is one of the ones that is going to really put it out there and get, um, take rock into the future. So 
That's my thoughts. Dave, you ever even heard of Dorothy? Uh, first off, the second song you mentioned was Mountain. Is that it? It's just called Mountain. I'll do- I'll double check it on my uh, my iTunes. The um, but, the song Wicked yep. ones that you mentioned from the TLC paper that sounds familiar. Although I'd probably have to listen to it to actually remember it. Um, right. No, I haven't heard of the, this band yet. Uh, but if, if if they're influenced by Zeppelin and based on that first, I love it. Rock is dead, and then we're gonna put out a really rock oriented album that's uh that's oh yeah fantastic it's a, it's a punch you in the face album like and that's the best way to describe it this is on my to-do list for live acts to see uh again i've talked about this with a lot of artists this is another just force of nature kind of voice too very much uh, if i were to make a comp she's got she's got like a deep sort of husky sort of voice almost not like grace slick but that's who i that's the vibe I kind of get when I hear some of some of the music. Maybe a little bit of Sheryl Crow in the '90s, like if it makes you happy, Sheryl Crow, like that sort of era, era too, um, but with more of an edge. And and so yeah, that's that's going to be my choice for wrapping up musical chairs. And I only went about seven minutes talking about her, so I, I'm actually going to be interested to hear what you think of of the choices I've given you to listen to and whether that'll prompt some exploration on your part. It, it definitely sounds like a band that I would like, because it, it sounds like that's kind of the music that's more in my wheelhouse. Anything that's hard driving with heavy guitars and drums is probably going to grab my attention. So yeah. I, I definitely, I uh, think you're going to like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I definitely am going to look forward to checking out those songs and, and, and see, I mean, there's a good chance I probably have heard it and just like, I would never realized who that was, <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. I, think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to like rock is dead more than you'll like, um, the other one, uh, shoot, I lost it. 28 days in the Valley. Like, I think you'll like that one a little bit more, but both of them are very, very good. Um, and I just, I think that it's, it's worth your time to check out. So that that's going to do it for season one of musical chairs. I can already tell you that I've already made a decision on three artists for season two at the end of the hockey season. They, they, if we were doing it, I, I would call them season one honorable mentions and they're all bands that I just love to death, but wanted or bands or artists that I love to death, but I wanted to, like I said, said be a little more eclectic and kind of what i was picking and so i can tell you that for season two for musical chairs from patrick o'dowd you will definitely be getting a segment on the who unless dave steals it you will definitely be getting a segment on neil diamond uh because neil diamond was one of my bucket list artists that i was so thrilled that i got to see before he was no longer able to tour and um you know and and for good saving silverman Neil Diamond at Saving Silverman. Neil Diamond's a a great, great dude. And then last but not least, he was almost the first artist that I went with. And I just kept pushing him aside for different acts. But Miles Davis is the last artist that that I know will be a part of season two. He almost was my finale finale artist before I decided on Dorothy in my never-ending quest to keep Dave in with some modern music. So... What about you, Dave? You got any thoughts about mm-hmm. season two before we give it a wrap? Well, I think if I'm going to list three that were definitely in consideration, the Beatles were probably real high on that list. Um, I think Casey and the Sunshine Band was another one that I was thinking about very, very strongly to try and because yes. I mean, they're the one you know, one very disco oriented band that I really, really like. And then um, probably like 
it'd be a tie between like Blink One Eighty Two and Yellow Card as far as another band that I gotcha. wanted to check. I mean, I know Yellow Card's very controversial because of the fucking lawsuit, which is ridiculous anyway. But that notwithstanding, they were a tremendous band uh, who kind of broke. I mean, not many not many rock bands have lead violinists, so. And I got to see them live and stand up on stage because my ex-wife's brother was their drum tech and got to see all this stuff happening on stage, which was a very unique experience. No, absolutely. Excellent. So that's what you have to look forward to in like seven months when season two of uh, Musical Chairs comes your way. Hopefully one of us will be celebrating a second Stanley Cup for our teams, but I kind of doubt it. And that that's a nice segue because, folks, next week it all begins and you get to hear this beautiful tune once again. That's right. It's coming time to drop that puck, baby. I am so excited to play this music every week for seven months. Dave will have the NBC version. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hell yeah, you will use your head. I I got to save the NBC for the playoffs, though. Yeah, you got to save the NBC for the playoffs. And who's even airing hockey games this year? ESPN, and I think it's... uh, um, I think it's TNT, aren't they? Whatever. Right. Which, where's Where's the NBA? The one with Charles Barkley. Wait, is that TNT or, or TNT? Yeah, that's because I've. Can seen, we have Charles Barkley on the NHL pregame show for TNT? He's been doing it, man. He's been talking about oh, hockey lately on there. Oh, jeez, that'll be something to see. But that's a story for next week, Dave. That's going to do it for season one of Musical Chairs. That's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Why don't you tell everybody where to find you out there on the social medias? You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. For anybody listening, I hope you enjoyed Musical Chairs season one. A little little experiment Patrick and I want to do that I thought, I thought went very well. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think once we found kind of our groove and rhythm, I do. I really hope people enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm dead serious about this. Um, trying to put together a, a chair shot radio, uh, musical chairs, uh, season one playlist. I think that would be fun to to put. Even if we just put it in an article or put it on Spotify, I think that would be a great time. Uh, even though you stole Metallica for me back, you know, in episode three, um, you can find me on the socials, on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Make sure that you follow Dave, make sure that you follow me, make sure that you follow chair shot radio at chair shot radio. We are all over the place until next week. When we jump into hockey, have a good rest of your week. Everyone you have been listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
Bye.